Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And this week we talk about our return from Boston and the harrowing experiences we had getting out of the city. We chat about new old video games and laser hobbies. And we're going to talk about how new advancements in the realm of 3D printing are allowing newer technologies to become more cost effective. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. Oh, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. Back at home, back in the home studio. That's right, the OG table. <laughs> the original <laughs> table. It's been a while, the my friend. The table is truly part of the trio. It, it is. is. It's three pieces. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And, uh, you know, if you've been following us uh, either recently or for a while, uh, we're kind of up in this place called Boston. We were. Uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. We were shipping up to Boston. Was not we happy were. about the roads. The drive home. <laughs> that was a oh. thing. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we're going to do our whole recap. Um, some new uh, 3D printing news and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, a whole lot more things to talk about. But let's just jump into Boston. The, uh, the weekend that was. The, indeed, the weekend that was. Uh, it was so fun. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. No. We had no idea uh, what what we were getting into. I bought literally all of the stuff I have. It, it looked like we were filming a budget porno in the Airbnb. I'm surprised the people were like, you good in there? Like... Well, especially, too, because the guy who owns the Airbnb was gardening when we got there. We just kept unboxing. <laughs> We're just, just more and more camera equipment and cables and microphones. And I was like, oh, God, what do they think is happening down there? <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, it's one of those people. Reminder not to rent to this guy again. Right. I didn't check one my star. I didn't check my review yet. I hope they weren't like, don't know what you did down there. <laughs> Turn my house into a porno set. We swear it's a podcast. Had to deep clean the whole first floor. <laughs> but uh ended up being awesome. Oh my god, it was so much fun. And like the drive up there was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the drive was fun going up like i was genuinely nervous about traffic yeah because we left what like 11 o'clock i think from we tried here? we left at like 11 11 30 to try to like avoid the quote boston traffic yeah and it really wasn't bad like we hit a little bit of traffic on the mass pike mm-hmm. but there's always traffic because it's three lanes down to one to go off on like exit 90 i think it is mm-hmm. that's always backed up like five miles but we didn't have to take that exit, and we I'm drove amazed around it. You remember all of the exact exits because I was like on autopilot. Well, because that's the way when my girlfriend and her family go up to Maine. That's, that's your radio. We <laughs> it's your radio brain. I, when we go, we go that way, and I know that exact exit because it is always backed up. Mm. And I'm glad to see that it's always backed up and not just like. You. Just like around July. What if it's only <laughs> backed up when you're driving on it? That would be par for that course, would be, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> Every single car is driven by a squirrel. <laughs> oh, sons of bitches. <laughs> so, so driving up, great. It was sunny. 
It was breezy. It was just a great, it was like three and a half hours, great drive up. Yeah. Driving down. (laughs) Polar opposite. (laughs) It was nighttime. It was cloudy for the first like hour, hour and a half. And I was like, this is not bad. Yeah, we're like, a little drizzle. Fine, it's No big deal. And then I found a lake (laughs) for like two hours. More so the lake found us. Couldn't see more than 20 feet ahead of us. That's tough. Uh, Some people decided, Pennsylvanians, that headlights and taillights don't need to be on in the rain. Oh, boy. And we saw no less than three? At least three. Maybe even like five. Three to five accidents where we were looking at their headlights. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, it was like you, you know the quote "try spinning." That's a cool trick from uh, from Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what. Oh boy. Like yeah, was, the drive home was. We were for doing everyone like, else. We were doing like twenty five to like thirty five. It just windshield wipers as fast as they can go, and I'm like, I can't, I can't see. I had to go in the middle lane because I didn't, I couldn't tell where the barrier was. Oh, yeah, boy. we we couldn't see more <laughs> than like. 15 feet in front of us, and that's being generous? Yeah. So was... I lucked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you did. I did not drive with them. Yeah, you just stayed there. <laughs> yeah. So I got in on on Friday. Originally, I was just going to go in and, uh, and meet them there, but I had a vendor on site for my job job that wanted to meet with me on Friday. So I ended up making it a full work day on Friday, got out of the office at like 5 o'clock, <clears throat> and then Ubered over... We set up everything in the uh, in the Airbnb. It was nice. We did the hot sauce festival. It was great. Mm-hmm. On uh, Sunday night, I went to the hotel, and I had to work in Boston Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And at like 1 o'clock on Wednesday, I walked my ass over to the Amtrak station, South Station, and uh, hopped in an Amtrak. And we're, we got all the way down to New York, and we were only supposed to be in New York Penn Station for about 15 minutes. The train stops, and... You have to recheck your tickets because it's a major stop. Most of the train shuffles out at that point. Mm. But uh, we were there for like 45 minutes, almost 50 minutes, and nobody really could tell why. Um, We ended up getting out of New York Penn Station, and we hit delays going into Newark Penn Station. And I was supposed to get off at Newark Penn, but with the huge delay, I said, hey, do you mind if I actually get off at Newark Liberty International Airport? Because that is like two stops closer to my house. And I'd like to just Uber back instead of trying to catch another train out of there. And the conductor was like, yeah, no problem. So I stayed on past Newark Penn and I got off at Newark Liberty, Liberty International Airport. And I should have waited one more stop and gotten off at Metro Park. But I didn't because I didn't <laughs> want to push my luck asking for two stops. And I should have pushed my fucking luck. The reason there was an hour long delay in New York Penn Station is because a passenger in Secaucus got hit by an Amtrak. Oh. And that's the second one in like four days. Jeez. So initially someone was like, oh, I I saw online that two kids were playing on the tracks. I was going to say on accident or on purpose? I don't know. Presumably if they're kids playing accident. Well, I don't know if either of them, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know if one of them jumped or whatever. But regardless, um, like two days prior, some kids had gotten killed. And then this dude got killed in the station, like in Secaucus. So they Mm -hmm. shut down all the coastline trains going southbound 
So the only ones left were the red line trains. Mm. And when I got to Newark Liberty, I was waiting for the blue train as the coastline. <clears throat> I was waiting for a coastline to come pick me up from Newark Liberty International Airport. But every single coastline train was delayed for hours. Shit. Makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'll just walk out to the airport parking lot and grab an Uber home. Mm. So I walk up to the terminal and the lady's like, no, I won't let you in without a boarding pass. And I'm like, what if I have to go inside and print my boarding pass? She was like, no, nobody's allowed in. And I was like, this is not how this usually works. She's like, I don't care. I'm not opening the gate. And I was like, okay. So I walked my ass back down the stairs, mm. got back in the train station and all the people went in there were like, hey, welcome back. How'd it go? And I was like, <laughs> not super good. <laughs> and uh, Not great. Not great. I I'll had, be honest. Yeah. I had to try to figure out when the next train was coming that actually stopped mm. at South Amboy. So I, I went on the little scheduler and I'm looking and the two red trains that would have gone to South Amboy had just passed like 15 minutes prior. Oof. So I ended up waiting at Newark Liberty International Airport train station for like maybe another hour. And then the next red train came through, picked me up and it doesn't go to South Amboy. It dropped me off at Metro park. And then I Ubered home. Oh my God. (laughs) But what should have been like a three hour and 50 minute train ride ended up being like almost a seven hour endeavor. So I had about as much luck going home as you guys did for totally different reasons. Yeah. (laughs) It was, uh, it was fun. We got home. We're like, Bob, we're alive in our car. We it did didn't it. spin around once. <laughs> it has all four tires and fenders on it. Yay. <laughs> there are only... <clears throat> Although it did smell like gas. <laughs> yes, because that fucking gas station. God, fuck. Is it Connecticut? Connecticut. Fuck Connecticut. <laughs> fuck your gas stations. On the First merit. of all, it was the slowest bump I've ever seen in my entire life. I could count faster than it was bumping gas. Oh, boy. First we, of all. We literally saw the pennies. One, click. Two, three, four. Five. That's how fast it was pumping. That's not in gallons. That's in cents. Oh boy. I was we he That's not even the he same went metric to the bathroom, of measurement. He got food. He got everything. He gets back. We're like four dollars in. I was literally <laughs> waiting because a couple was fucking making out in the seven eleven gas station <laughs> fucking thing in okay. front of literally in front of the drink tray. I didn't know about oh yeah, that. I forgot to tell you about that. <laughs> so, I went now. So <laughs> We, we park, and I'm like, all right, Joe, I'm going to run in, you know, run to the bathroom, grab a snack, like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Meanwhile, um, I'm also, we're like two hours in. I have to pee. So I'm like, all right, I'll just pump the gas real quick. I'll park, and then I'll run in to go to the bathroom. That didn't happen. <laughs> so so I, I run in. I'm, you know, oh boy, go to the bathroom, whatever. I go into the little convenience store, and there's this couple just sucking face in front of the, in front of the, uh, the, the coolers. Going at it. And I'm oh like, what, sir... Um, this is a 7-Eleven. And I'm just like, I just want to get my cherry Coke. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, what are we doing so As that's happening, I'm like watching it count gas. And it went to like, was it like $17 or $18? And I'm like, no, something's wrong. This, this car fills up in $18. And I had like a quarter of a tank. I just wanted to top it off just to make sure we'd be fine. So we're like $18 and I'm like, no, there's no fucking way. So I just start staring at the gas pump. I'm like, it's kind of fucking overflow. It's going so slow, the suction can't catch it. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Then I'm counting, and I'm counting, and it gets to like $22. I'm like, there is no... Where? It doesn't go that far. (laughs) And then I just see, drip, drip, drip. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I put the thing up. It's pouring. 
I move the car. It smells like fucking gas now. And I look behind me, and there is a puddle <laughs> of gas. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only one that's had this issue. The You're one just that, the only one that was paying attention. I was yeah. the only one paying attention. But that fucking... So it, it was, was on your shoes. It oh, was yeah. on the wheels. Yeah, the, yeah. The I whole the ride home, my, I felt high. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I was in my... It was on my shoes when I got to get, like, back in the car. It was fucking slippery. I'm like, this is how I die. In a rest stop Dunkin' Donuts, because I have to go to the bathroom, and I'm currently on Teflon. <laughs> oh. It was... Uh, it was quite the experience home, but I mean, the experience there in Boston still was worth it. <laughs> totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. I'd do it all again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the coolest part. Hopefully no one gets hit by an Amtrak this time, though. Mm. Agreed. Um, and like, I just love the different things that we got to do while we're there. Like we went to Trillium Brewery Friday night. We really run it. We ran a gambit by accident. We did. <laughs> we We did so much in that weekend. Yeah. Like we went there and apparently... You got um, Hawaiian food. Mm. Oh, that's right. We did at like a so really good. cool, like eight bit, yeah. like yeah. trendy gaming game. anime theme kind yeah. of place. It was a really cool place. Buffalo chicken sandwich, amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, they opened the rooftop bar for us. Yeah, like they opened it for the season. Yeah, for us that night. Yeah, so cool. Which was awesome. Then they turned off the heating lamps. <laughs> like at like eleven. Or you don't gotta go time. home, but you can't stay here. And it was one of those where like. Yeah, oh yeah, we should have realized when you turned off the heating lamps and there, and all like the whole staff was like, I was wondering why it got cold, and yeah. we're like, mm, okay, uh huh. <laughs> Do you got the button to put them back on or no? No, okay. What was the the <laughs> beer I was drinking there? By the way, I did find another beer that I liked. Um, oh, I wouldn't constitute that as a beer. Yeah, it was a smoothie. It was, it was basically definitely like it was a like a smoothie, beer smoothie, a boozy smoothie. It? Yeah, it was. Double something, like two servings, two, two double servings, serve, double two daily, double or something. Yeah, daily, twice daily, twice daily. Serving. It's called twice yes. daily, and it's like a strawberry something. That was uh, the fruit punch, the yeah, fruit alcoholic punch. fruit punch. It it was really like if I had gone to Seven Eleven and gotten like a fruit punch smoothie and then poured beer in it. That's how it poured too. Yeah, the, <laughs> she had to sit like, there <laughs> and like put the cup under it and crack the tap, and it would just dribble out like the gasoline, yeah, like the gas. <laughs> it was trying to warn us. Full circle. Yeah, we should have known. Yep. <laughs> But uh, that was really good. Yeah, so that was our Friday night. Went back to the to the to the house. the ho- The Airbnb that we stayed at was awesome. Mm-hmm. Really nice, very cozy. A little too quiet. Yes. What I <laughs> it was too quiet. So I have a problem. <laughs> I can't sleep unless there's a fan on. Preferably, you know, some sort of noise with air motion, all that kind of stuff. All right. First night, could not fall asleep. Oh, yeah. You were telling me the sheets were like polyester. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sticking, yeah, like so plastic like, wrap. Everything was like stuck to me. And every time I moved, everything would like move with me. Mm-hmm. Ah. And when I woke up in the morning, all the sheets were completely untucked. Like <laughs> the comforter was on the side of the room. Oh, like wasn't thrashed. even on the bed. Yeah. Oh, I threat. Because to me, I felt like I couldn't sleep. Mm. Yeah. So like, I guess sleep Bob was very violent. I'm not going to lie. That couch was pretty comfortable. It That's sitting on it was maybe. super comfy. <laughs> like before you got there, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is, you know, it's pretty Oops. comfy. I don't have a problem, but oh, no. we got but. into the, <laughs> the place, me and Bob are going through and I'm like, That's from Ikea. Those are from Ikea. I know that's from Ikea. And Bob is just like, huh? The whole house <laughs> was really nice. The only thing that truly bothered me. And that I might still actually lose sleep over is one 
of the handles mm -hmm. on one of the cabinet doors was like 20 degrees off. Every other one was perfectly perpendicular to the cabinet. I, I saw it like four seconds in. It's and like, I don't have OCD, but like I build things and I put a lot of things together. So like I caught it immediately and everybody <laughs> got in and they're like, oh, this place looks really nice. And I was like, except you. <laughs> and then everybody looks at it and it was like, might as well have drawn uh, angry eyebrows on it. Yeah. It was just standing in the corner like <laughs> I'm mocking you. Yeah, it was that and was all of your that was literally There's nothing it. you could do about it unless you want to lose your security deposit. <laughs> could you imagine you get to the Airbnb? We have tools, we fixed fucking draw. <laughs> like there we go. It Left it better fixed. than when we came. <laughs> Speaking um. of construction, I found out I'm not good at doing floors. <laughs> oh no a lot of people aren't <laughs> so before Allie and i left for hawaii Allie comes running up the stairs one night and goes there's water on the floor in the bathroom downstairs how come and i'm like fuck so i ran God damn it, gypsy. <laughs> no. my cat like a dog drinks out of the toilet so to keep all the doors closed um anyway i get down there and there's water leaking from the gasket in between the tank and the bowl so i Cut the water off, empty the tank, and I'm like, okay, I can't do anything about this now, but um, I'll we'll do something when I get back from Hawaii. I get back from Hawaii, disassembled the sink and the toilet in there, and all of the floor around that uh, like toilet pipe is just trashed. All the clear coats wrinkled up off the hardwood floor that I have in there. I was gonna rip everything out and do tile, and then. One of the guys at work was like, no, that's that's uh, Bruce engineered hardwood. It's got a layer of real hardwood on top. Just refinish it. And you don't have to rip the whole floor up in there. Not that you're going to be able to do it neatly anyway, because it's got like all the glue under the shit anyway. So I decided to just, OK, well, I'll sand it down and I'll restain it the same color and then just clear coat it. So I sanded it down on my hands and fucking knees for like two days. So we got back from Hawaii. I did that. Then we went back out. I went back out to Texas. I came back from Texas. I did more sanding. <laughs> Next day I went do. to DC, came back from DC, did more sanding, and I was home for like three days. <laughs> and I finally got all the floor sanded, and then I had to go to you guys, or to Boston with you guys. <clears throat> came back and then started trying to fix it again. Meanwhile, I'm having Everett's graduation party over the weekend at my house for our family thing. So I'm like, I, I need to have a working bathroom downstairs. I'm not making everybody run upstairs. I'm not mm -hmm. going to have like 30 people over and be like, sorry, got to run upstairs to use the bathroom. The one down here is broke. Go pee in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Aim well. <laughs> yeah, there's a bush out front. You're fine. <laughs> so I stained the floor, and the first coat looked fine. And I was like, okay, well, I should probably put a second coat on now because it's still too light. I put the second coat on. I wait the three to five minutes that it asks, and then I wipe it, and it goes back to being exactly the same color as the previous coat. <laughs> and I was like, that can't be exactly the same. I took a picture both times and scrolled back and forth. The second one actually looks lighter because of however the lighting <laughs> oh was. My God. And I was like, oh, well, that's not good. I'll, I'll wait longer. So I put it on instead of waiting three minutes like the can said, I waited five minutes, wiped it off, no change. So mm. I started running tests on a piece of like test wood I had in the garage and I ended up waiting 15 minutes, no change, 30 minutes, no change, and then an hour. And it started to get dark after an hour, it started to match the color properly on the piece of test wood. And I was like, dope. I got to wait an hour before I wipe it off and did not have any problem wiping it off the test piece. However, oh no! when I got into the bathroom after an hour, I went to wipe 
down with a rag to wipe the excess stain off. And it was like glue. Mm. Like the rag. Did you have the test piece outside? No. Mm. Just in the garage on the step. That's outside. No, the garage door is shut. Yeah, but it's outside. You don't have air conditioning. I do have air conditioning. In the garage. Oh, no, not in the garage. The air conditioning wasn't on in the bathroom. Changed temperature change. No, it was like the same temperature. There, there were not significant enough characteristics to make that really different. Wow. No, it was huh. like room temperature in both rooms. I even turned the fans off so it wouldn't dry faster in mm. the bathroom. So I'm sitting there like splurging as oh much off as I could, uh. and I got it down to basically like the previous coat in some areas. But now it just looks terrible, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like now you can't even. <laughs> Like, now you know. Now it's not like, hey, I'm almost done with this. Aha. Now it's like, oh, he fucked it up. <laughs> so I went to Home Depot and I bought a big, like, four foot or five foot by three foot mat and threw it over the big spot <laughs> on the floor. And you can still see, like, a section of it sticking out in the corner. I reassembled the toilet, re like, torqued all the bolts, got a new gasket. I put everything back together from the toilet fill valve being uninstalled for a couple weeks the gasket dried out and cracked. So I went to like, I f- assembled everything, filled the toilet, flushed it and it goes to refill. And then just all, all starts pouring into the overflow valve. And I'm like, Oh, what the hell? Oh, so no. I went to home Depot and I bought a new fill valve. And then I see that there's replacement gaskets and I'm like, well, for $3, there's no way this is going to work. It fucking worked. <laughs> so now I got to make my return visit, but I got the bathroom all back together for the most part. Oh my God. The sink when I put that back together, uh, the anchor bolt in the back wall, I don't know how they tightened it the first time, but this time when I tightened it, the anchor bolt wouldn't latch, like it wouldn't lock to where it was locking before and just kept spinning in the wall. So you can pull the sink forward off the wall and then it catches. How much do you want to bet they used a toggle bolt? What's a toggle bolt? The, the springy one? That's what, I, that's what they used, yeah. yeah. So as soon as you unscrew it, it falls on the floor. No, but I got a new one. Oh, and you put that in? Yeah. That should work. It didn't. Because hmm. it was just <laughs> behind the wall. It was just doing this. <laughs> this it, has been fix it. <laughs> oh, pull it a little bit first and then. That's what I was doing. It, it wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't fucking it lock. It just said nothing. no. Yeah, it just didn't want to do anything. I'm, That's when you, you unscrew it. You pop it out the floor and you put another one in. Fuck you in particular. We're doing it again. No, honestly, when, when I go back, because I still have to fix the floor properly. Mm-hmm. The mat's still there. I found that I can buy that same exact piece of wood, the same engineered hardwood. So I only need to replace like maybe eight to 10 boards, Mm. right? Um, Which I'm going to hire somebody to do because I don't know how to do that myself, nor do I want the fucking struggle after all this shit. (laughs) And re-glue everything down. They can re-glue everything down. But um, yeah, I, I managed to just like get everything just working enough that I didn't have to explain to anybody why my bathroom was fucked up. Mm. But uh, yeah, so... Just because I'm good at woodworking doesn't mean I'm good at flooring, apparently, even though it's a wood fucking floor. Now, the question yeah. is, is that mat now permanent in the bathroom because it's glued to the uh, the rest of the floor? No, or? no. The, um, <laughs> the stain stopped being tacky about an hour later. Oh, that's good. It, it now is like perma hard. 
Mm. And some spots, it's really hard to tell because the extra coat I put on that I left there ended up staining it nearly exactly the same color. But okay. the parts that I was able to like wipe off now look lighter than the rest of the floor. Mm. So it is what it is. I'm just going to have to put new flooring down, but lesson learned. I still can't Fun figure experience. out why <laughs> the wood wouldn't take extra It could have just been different wood. Yeah, some woods, probably. Are, some woods are more porous than others. Let's explain why it dried faster, though. More porous, it's going to suck up faster. Then you're just going to get left with but the tack. It was still pulled on the top. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, whatever. It's, I'm just going to get the proper boards and not have to ever deal with it again. Just, That's oh. the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look for the cheapo way out. should have just ordered replacement boards. Yeah, I learned that lesson a long when is. I was doing this house. I've... I learned the lesson. I was like, just don't, just do it. Just do it. Just, just do it the I'm right I'm going to do it twice. <laughs> do it right the first one and not pay twice. What, I am. What I thought was the hardest part ended up being the easiest part because the water had apparently been trickling out from that gasket for so long. It rusted the metal flange that the wax ring sits on for the toilet. Mm. And when I pulled the toilet off, that was completely rusted the whole way around. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to cut this fucking thing off. I'm going to send sparks everywhere. I'm going to have to wear, like, fucking goggles and get, like, a metal cutting bit for a Dremel. And I was like, you know what? Before I go crazy, let me just try this. And I put my channel locks on it, and I just went and ripped the whole thing off because it was so badly rusted. Like, oh, man, I need a doctor who has, like, a tetanus shot ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get my rabies vaccine just in case there's toilet rats, you know. <laughs> More worried about toilet snakes, Bob. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's right. Colon cobras, if you will. Well, speaking of toilets, I had a great experience. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh yeah, I should probably preface that first. Yeah, no. <laughs> we just sent it. All right. So we we were at the festival and mm. You guys witnessed the aftermath of what happened. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I did forget about that. <laughs> so we're, we're all standing there. It's a little bit of, a bit of a lull between the two sessions. And I go to Joe. I'm like, hey, you know, how's the bathroom? Like, you know, I should probably go, whatever. So I go to the bathroom doing my thing. And a uh, guy in like one of the stalls next to me, you know, flushes. And then I hear. And I'm like, What? And then I felt just like a little splash mm. under me. And I'm just like, oh no, like <laughs> what's happening? And then I see. Do we a, have the sound? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and then I see a little puddle of water start like slowly creeping its way towards like me in my stall. And I'm like, from oh, the floor. No, from the floor, mind you. Not, you know, not elsewhere. No, it was crawling across the ceiling. It was going, could have <laughs> been like, coming up the toilet. I know, I know. And like it's just like slowly making its way towards me. And I'm just like, get up and wipe, get up and wipe, get up and wipe, get up and wipe, get up and wipe. Get up and wipe. Literally, I'm like, hurry up, finish, finish, finish. Let's go, let's go. And I come out and there's just a lake in the middle of the bathroom. A few minutes later, <laughs> one of you guys I, comes I went to go in. And you're like, and there was just a cone. <laughs> No, no water though, just a cone. And I didn't realize that the grate was there, like the the water grate. So I came back and I was like, Bob, did someone? I think someone shat on the floor. And then Bob tells us, I was like, it's worse. I have terrible <laughs> luck 
using public restrooms. <laughs> that reminds me. I'm surprised I'm not as afraid of public restrooms or not as uncomfortable <laughs> as public restrooms as, as should I be. should be. Yeah. That's like the time I got stuck in the Dave and Buster's bathroom at your birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> they follow me. I so I so I'd it's gone, your fault. It's my I'd fault. Gone to the bathroom, the Dave and Buster's near us, and when I opened the door, the whole bathroom was filled with water and there was nobody in it. And when I say like wall to wall, an inch of water, I'm oh. not exaggerating. So the I guess open it. the stalls must have been <laughs> on a grade because as soon as I opened the stall door, there was like a little island right in front of where I was. And then the whole rest of the bathroom was underwater. It's like a video game. I was meant to pee here. So I'm like it's fucking water temple from I, I actually, Ocarina of Time. I jumped onto the little island and then jumped and like did a push up on the sink so my shoes wouldn't be in the nasty toilet some bathroom parkour. floor water. And then like you know, you gotta do some parkour before you go pee. It's it's exercise. Threw myself across like a corridor diagonally to like just hot step it out of there. And then when I got out, dun, dun, I got to dun, the exit. Dun, dun, dun. There were garbage cans blocking it all off, and then two guys standing with their backs to me from the Dave and Buster's, preventing anybody from going in. And one of them turned around and looked at me, confused <laughs> that there was still someone in the bathroom. Like, how did you get here? And I just looked at him and went, I was in there a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and rejoined the party. Oh. I guarantee you, those two guys were like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> He did it. Yeah, it was him. Uh, that's where uh, that's where our watch hand sign came from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have some some fun news. Okay. So I have a VR headset. I don't use it that often uh, because I'm lazy, and uh, it's out of where I could see. And ADHD rules, can't see it, it doesn't exist. So, I got an email today from something that I have kickstarted probably at this point two years ago. It's called Dungeon Dive. It is okay. virtual reality, uh, tabletop, like, 4 d and uh, thing. That sounds amazing. The cool part about it is that the DM creates... Uh, like the map, and like you're all your players. So like you're sitting around a table, your characters are like your NPCs you create. So like when you're standing here in the game, like if I have my goggles on and I look over at you, I look at your character. So oh, that's Bob, cool. I see your character. That's right. Really and then cool. the DM could actually cycle through the characters. So if I'm talking, like if you meet an NPC or something, I could flip to the NPC real quick. Oh, that's so And cool. then, like, I am now the big angry orc that you're talking to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when battle happens, you could actually press a button and be transported to what your character sees in the map. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, so, like, you're, no, you're, you got your little piece. You can put it wherever you want to put it. And then you can click the button and now be your character. That's so cool. So I was like... Really excited for it. It seems like it's going... Everyone thought it was going to be like a, a Kickstarter that was going to be like, meh, it'll be terrible, but they'll release it. And they really look like they're taking the extra mile 
Um, so I believe it's going to be hitting early access either in June or July. So I'll have oh, access wow, that's to close. that. Yeah. So I got like really excited again because they released like their official trailer. And I was like, it looks fun. <laughs> At some point they were like, there was like a sleeping red dragon in the trailer. And like, there's four characters like behind bushes and they're like, all right, this person's going to do this. And this person might be that. And then I'll, I'll cast like magic shield to make sure we're good. And then the guy with the ax just goes, ah! <laughs> and then it shoots back to them. Like over the fucking table. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 how that goes. Yeah, that's I can't wait. That looks fun. <laughs> so it's good to know that they act the devs actually play D D. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They they it's not like and then we all no no the one of the guys just sent it. <laughs> we, we, we've had a few of those moments in our uh, our campaigns. Oh, hundred percent. Throwing the axe at the guy in the green and gold cloak. Worth it. <laughs> Your campaign. <laughs> All of the stupids. <laughs> anyway, um, so that that was half of my video game news. The other half I've been holding on to because we haven't talked for a really long, uh, long time. Uh, a modder, I believe his name is Rez. Don't quote me on that. Um, has modded NFL Blitz 64 because they found it's so easy to mod. Oh. Um, unfortunately, the... You'd have to get the source code for the Dreamcast or the PlayStation. It's not as easy to mod those. Uh, but the N64, because it's a cartridge, everything is just there. Yeah, it's just uh, there. So he has modded the game to update all the NFL teams with their uh, newest uniforms. Oh, that's cool. So all of the teams are now, like, today's teams. And he updated all the rosters and all of their... Uh, their stats. That's awesome. So it's an N64 mod. You can Coming go just, to Joe's Arcade uh, oh, any it's, day now. It's happening. <laughs> uh, so you could download the mod and just boot up any N64 emulator. I don't know if anybody tried it on uh, an EverDrive or something to see if, oh. it, in theory, it should, it should work, work just fine. Uh, but I don't have an EverDrive for the N64 to test. Um, but... I, I just got so excited because as anybody who's been watching for a while, I always bring up NFL Blitz. Um, I just got so excited that, like, someone bought the OG Blitz back and then just, like, today, though, because it's been terrible. Like, the yeah. newest versions because EA just murdered it. Um, <laughs> EA going to do EA things. Yeah, all about money, not about the fun. And then NFL is like, well, it, uh, it's too violent and I'm like yeah, yeah, uh, come on it's a goddamn it makes video us game. look bad yeah their words you make you, you don't look need bad. any help yeah. yeah so I I just got really excited that you could pick up an old game that have but basically it's brand new again I don't know if this guy's gonna be like supporting it like year over year like um there is an NHL 94 it's an old like Sega or Super Nintendo copy mm-hmm. that there is literally like a forum and a league Oh, yeah. Where they keep all of the teams up to date and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been running for, God, I don't even know how many years. Yeah. So. Well, I know someone recently did that with, like, the most recent uh, college uh, football game. Like, taking it to, like, today's player, like, college players. Because it's been a really long time, right? Yeah, because there, there's been the whole issue with college kid, you know, the college players not getting paid 
even though they're technically using their likenesses, even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. it was previously just like wide receiver number 18. Yeah. Even though we all know who wide receiver number 18 actually is. Mm-hmm. But now that the NCAA has, you know, done the whole name and likeness thing, they're actually allowing them to have the games get again. Yeah. And the new one should be coming year, out next. Right? Yeah, yeah. If for this season or next yeah, season whenever. or something like that. Um, that's coming out. That's going to be fun. But someone did that with the old like NCAA football, like 06. Love that. Huh. And they've updated with all the new, the current, you know, players, rosters, conferences, yeah, divisions. I, I all love that, that kind people of stuff. are getting into like the, the modding of like old games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's it's a small niche market, but like it's good that there's always uh, creativity yes. and like that wanting to go back, even if you're just doing it to update to a newer version. It's like it's still a cool thing. And now I love all these Kickstarters that are coming out with like a brand new Sega Genesis game with cartridge. Like they made a new. This is gonna blow your mind. They made a Super Nintendo. Uh, platform kind of like a smash brothers game Hmm. but it's for the super nintendo the mind-blowing part is that in the cartridge they put wi-fi so you could actually play online with a super nintendo and get software updates on an actual chip in the super nintendo which if they license that at all I doubt they'll ever see this. License it <laughs> so that we could have like basically like a, a resurgence of people creating Super Nintendo games. But Nintendo doesn't like money. No, it has nothing to do with Nintendo. No, no, but if they point. if they were to do something with that, oh, Nintendo would. doesn't like money. No, Nintendo would never. They're probably already mad about it that you're because oh, yeah. uh, you needed the Nintendo seal back in the day. You needed the gold seal. You couldn't even make a game. Mm-hmm. That was Sega's big thing, was that you can get the Sega gold seal, uh, or you could just make a game, which is what EA did. That's why they had the little yellow thingy. They had those big, uh, the big-ass cartridges with the yellow tab. Mm. That was a that was EA uh, threatening back in the day because they didn't want to do the gold seal. Hmm. So oh. that's how that whole thing happened. But yeah, it was... I love that there's like this... It's like a, it's like an art, like a renaissance of uh, old gaming where all these new people are like, hey, I really like that style. Too bad we don't make cartridges for that. And then somebody else went, well, here's what the cartridge does. <laughs> and then everybody was like, oh, huh. What if we put Wi-Fi in it? <laughs> so. Yo, dog, I heard you liked Wi-Fi. I just thought it was so cool that they were playing an, uh, a Super Nintendo, and then they were like, "Watch this!" and it was like connecting to server. And I was like, "Wait, <laughs> hey!" And I was like, "Oh, it's just a mod." And they're like, "No mod needed." And I was like, "How do you do that?" So <laughs> yeah, I, back, back, back. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was so cool. I love all the stuff coming out for like old game consoles and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool. Um, especially too with like the new games. Like I was so excited for Jedi survivor, mm-hmm. uh new game from EA respawn, that kind of stuff only for like the, the current gen, like PS five, Xbox series X or whatever the, the newest one is. Yeah. Uh, and PC, the PC edition has a lot of bugs to the point where I haven't bought the game yet because I know there are a lot of bugs. It was unplayable. 
it was unplayable, especially on high-end computers. No, it was unplayable for low-end, like to the point where you couldn't turn it on. High-end was unplayable, even though you had like a bajillion gigs of VRAM. And in their <laughs> like, we're sorry statement. Oh, they put the we sorry statement? They put out the we sorry statement. <laughs> And they essentially blamed people with high-end gear for the issues. <laughs> How dare oh, you spend four thousand dollars? Blaming people with high-end like equipment <sighs> as the reason it doesn't work. Oh boy, love that. <sighs> yeah, because oh, I think the issue. I was... might get it, but I'm also thinking: Do I get that or Tears of the Kingdom? Mm. Both of which are going to be fucking laden with bugs because new game comes out, well, it's going to have a, bu- I don't, a bunch of bugs. I, d- I don't think the Zelda game is going to have bugs. And I'll tell you why. Because it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have bugs because it's the same exact engine and the same exact everything else as the first game. True, there's just flying shit now. Yeah, they didn't change anything. It looks exactly the same. So, yeah... I don't. I don't think there's gonna be bugs because I'm gonna be paying the same price for the games. Yeah. Well, it's like so, seventy now, right? Yeah, it's seventy for that. <sighs> Which Nintendo? I, they don't like. Well, they like money, but they don't like money. <laughs> they like money. It's like, hey, here's like, a, we're gonna have a shortage in Joy-Con stuff. Yeah. But but we want more Joy-Con stuff. We're not. No. Gonna, we're not gonna create any uh, cards for the things that are selling like. Hotcakes. We're not. Gonna, we're only going to do that once. We're going to make yeah. one set of cards and then never release them again. Even though it wasn't a limited time thing, so now you could just you know get them on Amazon as knockoffs because we're not going to make them again. Yeah. Uh, Nunchuck controllers for the Wii, the Wii in general the, when the it Wii came out, when it came out, the Wii motes, uh, the, the Wii, Wii, Wii Motion boards. Plus, the Fit boards. Yeah. Even now with the uh, the 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 Wii Fit ring or the oh Switch, is that still Switch a thing? Fit. Yeah. There, there's a, a Switch. The ring game, but it's a ring. The ring it, is a just really, a holder. Well, it's 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 really genius. Like my girlfriend I, has it. I have it. I've used it once, and like <laughs> it'll track like your workout and like steps and all that kind of shit. And like even the game is cool because like there's a bunch of like mini games and that kind of stuff, kind of like with the old Pokemon Stadium games. Yeah. And oh, you see this enemy, you have to squeeze it a bunch of times to like shoot out air to you know blow him off the cliff. That's one workout. Like you have to do another thing where you have to like lift it up and like move it and like use the thing to aim and shoot. Like it's really cool, and you're getting a workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I used- they're not going to sell a bunch because pff, we I don't remember need money. I remember I bought it like when it first came out, and I was like, "That looks fun. I have a switch. This will be something I use." I think I've used it once, maybe twice. Um, and then at some point, people are like, "Yeah, oh, you you have the ring," and I was like, "Yeah, why?" They're like, "You know, that's selling for like." $150. Why? <laughs> and then I looked and it was like shortage everywhere. I'm like, oh, supply. Nintendo gunning Nintendo. Yeah, N- Nintendo's doing Nintendo things. Got it. <laughs> Careful. They might sue us. No, no. No, no. We, we're not showing any gameplay. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> Did you know this is something I've learned? Like 90% of when you see gameplay of uh, like streamers playing Nintendos, usually. It's emulated. I saw something about that. It's because when they emulate it, they can run it at a smooth frame rate. <laughs> because the Switch can't. Ba-dum-bum, Here's ba-dum-bum. looking at you, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I almost... With your I, two I, frames per second windmills. I bought it 
And I was like this close to just, I was like, but I want to play with like friends and I can't on the emulated part. However, flip side, it's going to look a million times better and I don't have to worry about eight FPS drops. But fucking lake, shiny hunting in a lake. That lake looked like a PlayStation game from like 1996. Oh my God. But the frame rate of a Microsoft PowerPoint show. Yeah, I'm glad I skipped that one. Oh, wild Pokemon appeared. Would have been nice to know. I love the new update where they were like, for performance reasons, around towns, we're going to reduce the amount of Pokemon. And I'm like, the whole point is that they walk around. And then because (laughs) of that update, there's a bug that will destroy your game. Really? Yeah, it'll brick your save. Oh, And they're like, yeah, we don't really know, but it's like kind of rare, but like... We don't really know. So wow. it's getting to the point now where I'm I'm afraid to play it because I got a bunch of shinies. Yeah. Like, and I wanted to keep shiny hunting, but like, I also don't want to run the risk of my game getting completely bricked and yeah. starting over. And then there's the whole Nintendo thing where they don't want you to save on an SD card. That would be easy. <laughs> you got to pay to save your files in the cloud that may or may not work. Why do you do these things? Schrodinger's save file. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Nintendo, please. I beg you. I just don't understand. Let me give you money. (laughs) Like, they're so for family-oriented and everything, and then, like, at every turn. I just want to buy official Nintendo fucking controllers. Like, I have... uh, I got these, like... Pro controller esque uh, handles for mm-hmm. the Switch when it's in like mobile mode. Yeah, not made by Nintendo. It works. It feels mm-hmm. great, but there's like no vibration. It's it's a third party kind of thing. Yeah, no battery. No battery. So it plays off of my Switch's battery, which mm-hmm. you know it's fine, but it does take a little more battery than I would with the Joy Cons. Like it is what it is. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I just want like the Nintendo. Thing. You know, I, yeah. I want it to be like, I want it to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I kind of, so there are switch replacements for the joy cons mm-hmm. that someone made and they were like, these are going to work forever. And I was like, huh? And then it, it's a third party company to fix the joy con sticks. Yeah. They made, they figured it out. And I was like, why did it take a third party? Cause they're allergic to money. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't want your money. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> it's just—it's so confusing. Like I don't—I don't get it. I really don't. I—I I don't know. I—it's—it's it's Nintendo being Nintendo. Yeah. They've always, always. <laughs> I remember. Remember when we were at Toys R Us, and they were like, "The Wii Fit boards. There's four. So come here at six o'clock in the morning. We're gonna randomly hand out golden tickets for you to get one." Come next Tuesday for the other shipment of potentially four. Might be six. Could be two. <laughs> yep. The Wii was also sold out. Like, I remember people coming and asking for it. I was having to be like, yeah, we didn't get any this week. Maybe next week. Mm-hmm. The Wii and then the controllers we can never keep in. Nope. To the point where people were buying the bundles. Uh, just spending an extra $30 for the shit that they're never going to use. 
just to get the controller, even though the bundle was like 90% garbage. But that's how Nintendo made their money. Um, I had Skyward Sword, but I never played it because I could never get a nunchuck control or the nunchuck attachment. Really? Wow. See, for us, uh, for our particular Toys R Us, we or always the Zapper. Had, we always had the nunchuck. Hmm. Well, the Zapper was just a the it was plastic. It was, but like I couldn't play a lot of my games because it needed it. Mm. Oh, and I'm not gonna sit there and just like hold two sticks. Hold it because yeah. it's like super awkward. Like some kind of peasant. Right? And it was, see, that was a missed opportunity for the 3D printing community. If if 3D, if 3D printers oh my existed God. in 2006, the Wii would have made even more money. The Wii probably <laughs> would still be making games to this day, like, for all of the three, because all the Wii accessories were, were just fucking plastic for you to put the nunchucks I remember and I had the steering in. wheel for Mario Kart. Yeah, everything was just like, put the thing in this piece of plastic. Ta-da. <laughs> you yep. want a gun? Put it in this hole. You want a steering wheel? Shove it in the hole. That's I, what she said. I remember my parents <laughs> bought me a hockey stick attachment. Yes. Oh, God, the golf club. And I'm just like, do you remember the golf club? And the baseball bat. Yeah. Oh. Well, the baseball bat wasn't that bad because you held the baseball bat. The golf club or the tennis racket, one of them was like not where you were holding it anymore. And that was dangerous. I don't know how they greenlit that one. One... Too hard swing and the whole thing is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, Wii Sports, though, was my shit. They just got uh, inducted, I, I believe. The Wii Sports was inducted into the... Uh, the Toy Hall of Fame, the, was it? The Game Hall of Fame or something. Also, I just got uh, an emulator working for uh, for us for the Wii. And I, I, I got, like, every Wii game ever. Uh and then I went and I was like, what am I going to play now that I have all of them? And I was like, I know, Wii Sports. Yes. <laughs> so I turned on Wii Sports and I put the anti-ailing to like max and I put the resolution because the Wii, the native resolution of the Wii was like 480i. Yeah. And you could go to 480p, uh, but that was it. So up a couple of letters. Yeah. So I put it to like 4K, full anti-ailing full upscaling like times eight or something and then i turned on wii sports i was like holy shit this looks amazing this looks like a fucking ps5 game so i have the this might be uh for anybody that is viewing who wants to play the wii they make a um a usb sensor bar that has the correct bluetooth built into the sensor bar oh because um, Nintendo used a Toshiba Bluetooth stack, which not really a thing uh, that people use in regular laptops, except Toshiba's back in like 2006. So good luck. Uh, so when you hook a, a Wiimote up to a regular Bluetooth controller, you can't do the Wiimote Plus, the, the Motion Plus. Hmm. It just doesn't, it doesn't emulate correctly. Hmm. So it just doesn't work. So this company made the Wiimote sensor with the correct Bluetooth in it that could sync to four controllers directly to the sensor bar, which is awesome. So I, I bought it. I was like, let's, let's try it out. Yeah, give it so a shot. Uh, I got the sensor bar. I plugged it in. It was so fucking painless. Turned on Dolphin, which is the GameCube Wii emulator. Um, 
set up the controller buttons to just be a Wiimote because it has that. Turned on Wii Sports and boom, I'm in. Like, just like that. <laughs> Elena, walks in, Elena walks in the room and, and you just hear, nice pair. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one yelling nice pair. Uh, <laughs> nice on. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh my God, this is so much more fun when I could read everything. Uh, so I, I've wanted to play like other games for a little while that like, just to see what it's about. And I wanted to try with like two or three people and, you know, but the game plan is to get that set up. So what you're saying is we're going to have a, uh, a game night where we stream Wii games fully possible with like a live in-person camera, seeing the stupid yeah. shit that we do. Correct. Then we get sued by Nintendo. Rayman raving <laughs> rabbits. I loved, I have the DVD. You can't sue me for that one. I'll put the case on stream to death. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was 4M Watch says uh, a tournament. That's right. We can <laughs> yes. even do Wii Sports Plus. <laughs> I will Shush. say though, the Switch version of Wii Sports, enjoyable. Yes, I have that one I as like well. it a lot. Not, it's, it's better and worse. It's more... Mm -hmm. Um, you can't do the flick anymore yeah. that, that you used to be able to do. It's more accurate, yeah, but not as in-depth, which is weird to say. Yeah, it's like they made it, and they were just like, fine, shut up, we'll make it, and that's what they did. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll make it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, that's what, and that's what they did. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's still fun. I, I like that I could just go back now and just pick up a, a Wii game because... The Wii's don't have a great lifespan for, like, their hardware. Really? Yeah, the DVD burners have always been burning out. Um, mm -hmm. So then you're looking at, like, hacking your Wii so that you can put the SD card in so that you can still play games on it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a whole thing. Um, so I like that, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where, like, here's a $30 accessory. You could play your Wii again. Mm -hmm. Even with the DVDs, you could just plug in a DVD player and just play the games directly off the DVD. Oh, that's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So I'm a fan. Uh, love emulation for that reason. Love being able to back up. Yeah. Well, you, you'd mentioned 3D printing, and could you imagine that? Like, like, like we were saying, could you imagine that being around during like the Wii craze? I, it, I really like, think would about been. how, like, how cool some of the stuff was. Because, like, I, I'm, I'm sure they made like a Master Sword for Twilight Princess, and you know, Skyward Sword, and that kind of stuff. But like. Could you imagine a Master Sword 3D printed like that? Yeah, or like the... Uh, like, that'd be super dope. The Lynx crossbow trainer did have, like, a tiny crossbow you could buy. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was a tiny crossbow because <laughs> yeah, they're not going to print pew, a pew. fucking three-foot-long crossbow. Cowards. For... <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. <laughs> That's where the 3D printing but community the 3D comes printer. <laughs> And this one will work. <laughs> <laughs> this one breaks TVs. <laughs> this one's an actual crossbow. <laughs> you probably could actually 3D print a crossbow, which leads into one of the things you wanted to talk about. Printing materials. Yeah. I um, I actually just got new materials coming tomorrow that I didn't know existed. What material? I bought uh I could pull up the the thing. It's it's like a almost like silicone. Like uh like the cell phone case material. Huh. You could just you just 3D print that now. Really? Yeah, so I have so, so Jake, one of our friends, messaged me, and he goes, "Hey, I have an 04 uh, Toyota 
and the key ring broke. Can you 3D print me the new shell? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Give me a minute. So I look it up. Turns out, very common problem. They made the key ring plastic the thinnest material ever. So in repetitive key ring moving back and forth, it literally wears it away and breaks it. Mm. So the 3D printing community has made basically silicone shell cases that just snap onto your key ring to give you a new key ring. Fantastic. So I was like, cool, free file, perfect. How do I print it? The guy was like, don't use PLA. I snapped like eight of them trying to put it on. <laughs> use this kind of material. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is that? <laughs> then I looked it up and I was like, squishy? I could have squishy material, like the fucking chicken material. It's like that. You could squeeze it and then it goes back. And then you're going to make a squishy Benji? You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh God, if they, oh no, let me, let me pull up the material. So you know what it is called. Um, but I, I know that there's carbon fiber already. There's mm-hmm. carbon fiber filament. There's wood filament, yeah. which I have and smells amazing when you print. <laughs> Cause it smells like, wood. like it smells like sawdust kind of as oh, it prints. Nice. So like you're printing and you're like, this is definitely plastic. I know it's plastic, but it smells like fresh cut wood. <laughs> Yeah, because they're they're making a lot of like scented shit. I've seen too, right? Like uh, I've seen a couple like creators on TikTok, just like, oh yeah, this one smells like chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. Know and they I'm were, like, I didn't know they were doing uh, like, scratch and sniff filament. Literally, it was literally <laughs> print and sniff. Here we go. It's a uh, flexible PLA, so FPLA. Huh. And it is squishy and bendy. You could bend it. I think they said up to 180 degrees. 300 and 360. You could bend it 360 degrees. You just just squish it. How does... Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> no, like, I'm even trying to think because like for it to 3D print, it heats it up yes. to basically melt it and then shapes it in whatever shape you want. Correct. So how t- do you do that to melt it and then it comes back and it's still squished? Like is well, it squishy in the beginning? Like I... Well, I'm not going to touch it. It's hot. But well, no, no, no. But like, like <laughs> on on the reel, like when you buy it, it comes in a reel. I'll let you know. Is tomorrow. that squishy? I, I, I assume, have so many questions. I assume no, but they did take a strand and they were like bending it without it snapping. So, like in theory, yeah, it's flexible. <laughs> for for yeah, watch. <laughs> what if you start increasingly inappropriate statues, but they smell great, so people are compelled <laughs> to smell them. <laughs> Up for this. <laughs> now I gotta go find fucking scratch and sniff filament. I didn't know that was a thing either. I have too many filaments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no All such of thing. The samples for those filaments need to be butts. <laughs> oh, the squishy, squishy butts. No, I'll do the mouse the scented ones. Oh, the squishy one would also How's be great. Butt smell? How's his butt smell? How's his butt smell? <laughs> my, my butt smells like flowers. <laughs> yeah, but then there's like, my butt's squishy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, you win. <laughs> now they need to do both. They need to do scented, flexible PLA. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're that's the one. That's the one. one. The We're adult in toy industry is just like, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is how people start printing... Uh, body pillows. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. But did you have any uh any ideas for filament material kind of 
like combos. So like I know there's wood. I know there's carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. Is do you have any like what you would shove in carb like the filament to like print? I know I think they do metal shards too now. Oh God! I don't know. I don't. I still haven't done any FDM printing. I'm just trying to think of like what would be like a useful and or fun thing, like material to print with. Spaghetti. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is my spaghetti bowl made out of spaghetti. <laughs> well, we're not close to the place that dumped 500 pounds of pasta. We are very close, actually. <laughs> they made T-shirts. It's on Amazon. Oh boy. <laughs> our fucking our fucking neighborhood's going nuts over that goddamn thing. Someone started doing AI art. <laughs> it's too much. It was just a it was a gift from the uh, the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, three to five hundred pounds of spaghetti. His noodly appendage graced old bridge. <laughs> it's a thing that happened. <laughs> no, I can't think of any other type of material I'd want to print with. Start like I'm trying to think of like what would be like dumb, but like could be fun. Like clay. Like, clay-infused PLA would be interesting. Hmm. It would be a pain in the ass to print because I think clay would just, like, melt. Like, I feel like that, melt, melt. I feel like that would have to be, like, a like a wet saw situation. Right. You know what I mean? Where you like, to constantly keep it. What would be, like, if you could do, like, ceramic would be neat because, like, if you did ceramic correctly, in theory, you could just put it in the pot thing and have it hardened, you can make, like, legit mugs, like hot mugs. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but that stuff hardens at, like, a couple thousand degrees in a kiln. Right. Well, that's why you would print it when it's soft. So you're literally 3D printing it. Oh, I see. And then fire it in a kiln. Yeah, and then, and then fire it to harden it. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be that would be interesting. Hmm. What about glass? It'd be similar glass blowing. Yep. Yeah, wow. Well, I don't know how you'd be able to 3D print that. 3D printers don't go that hot. Yeah, true. I think they get up to about normally when you print like uh, PLA, regular PLA, and I guess this flexible stuff also prints at like 190 to 220 degrees Celsius. Oh. Um, then like ABS plastic, like the, the normal, like whatever is around plastic you see, like when you buy like the injection mold stuff, that's mm-hmm. all ABS. Um, that prints at like 250 to like 290. Because it's a little hotter, um, but th- I don't ever see anybody going above like three hundred. I don't even know if they can go that high outside of when the little thermistor thingy kind of breaks, and then the thing is just like I'm not reading enough temperature, hotter, <laughs> and then it's like nine hundred degrees, and the thing breaks. I so, turn this into fire. <laughs> it's happened. To, it's, happened it's happened to Printing me with fire two times. Where I was printing something, and then I smelled something bad. And I turned around, and the thermistor is broken out here, and the goop is just black. I wasn't printing black. It was white. It was just goop, like, spewing goop. And I'm like, ah, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) My printer was like, I think it was printing at like eight to 900 degrees Celsius. It was literally burning the plastic black immediately. That's healthy. Yep. Yeah. It was like, and we opened the window. <laughs> All of the ventilation now, please. <laughs> this is not ideal. Yeah, but I guess that brings us to our next uh, topic that we were talking about. Yeah, so there's a, a new kind of propeller that everybody's um, really going crazy for. 
So most propellers are like a like a like a flower leaf shape, slightly twisted, right? Um, these new propellers are what's called a toroidal propeller. I was going to ask you how to pronounce it. A toroidal. Because so, for me, it looks like totodial, and my brain just can't switch. No, it's just it's going to be a totodial, <laughs> totodial propeller from here on out. So these things are are instead of being a like flower petal or leaf shape and then twisted, they are actually a circle like a donut. Mm-hmm. That's a torus, right? So the toroidal is a torus shape, uh, and they're they're warped, and the whole purpose of this instead of it being just a, a flat plane that you know rotates out is there is no um sharp leading edge mm. right so they found that huh. back in the the submarine race when uh, the united states and the soviets were trying to make the who's who can make the best sub they found that all of the noise generated by a submarine that's detectable underwater is actually because of the propeller. The mm. propellers are the loudest things because the propeller spins so fast, it drops the pressure around the propeller and it can drop the pressure so low that it boils the water. Mm. And it causes these cavitation bubbles. And cavitation bubbles are what makes all the noise. It's it's water, basically like a bubble implodes and it makes a bang. Like it's very t- loud. Tiny explosions. Yeah, but now think of that, <laughs> like even on an uh, like an aircraft propeller, not even just a boat propeller, that every time, every micro instance that that propeller is turning and creating a cavitation bubble is a bang. So that brrr, you hear when propellers are, are going, that's the cavitation. Mm. So the loudest thing on a boat is the cavitation bubbles, not even the motor, right? Wow. So the United States found a way to reduce cavitation on their submarines, and because of that, their submarines were super, super stealthy. And then some Russian spies gave the United States information away, and then the Soviets started doing that. And that, mm-hmm. whatever they did, you know, it wasn't these toroidal propellers, but mm-hmm. reduced that. Now, uh, people, the biggest complaint people have about drones is that frequency, that one kilohertz to five kilohertz, like whine mm-hmm. that drones make. That's all from the rotor. That's not from the electric motor. So if you use a... I always thought that was the motor. Nope. Uh-uh. If huh. you use a toroidal propeller, it's like, I think it was like 500 times as quiet. Wow. I've been hearing them. Uh, a lot of people are starting to or put them on their boats. 500% quieter, I should say. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't realize. I didn't put two and two together until just now that you said submarines. And I was like, that's where I remember hearing it about. Yeah. People were putting it on their boats. So <laughs> other than the noise, right? <clears throat> these things, because they have no, um, I'm sorry, because the leading edge is distributed across the entire torus and it's not focused on one point, the cavitation doesn't all occur in one place. And when the cavitation spread out across a longer trailing edge on that propeller there's less drag created so they took these these two propellers side by side and you can even see when you're on a boat looking back at the like how the water gets turned up behind the boat the water is calmer with the toroidal propeller Mm. you are putting less power into it to it or less gasoline usage or diesel usage or whatever whatever you use to to fuel your boat uh to achieve the same amount of thrust off the propeller and that kind of leads me into, well, where's that going to go from here? So what's the most common use of a propeller in the world? Do you know? 
Because it's not boats. Uh, it It's not? It's pumps. What, like? Pumps have impellers. Oh, that's right. Hmm. And there are probably between, I don't know, 10 to 20 pumps in every major office building with its own, like, air conditioner system. And then larger complexes like data centers just have a ton of them. Now, if you can use less power to achieve better fluid flow, you increase the life of your pipes because you have less turbulent flow through them Mm. and you use less power in your electric motor. The only downfall is that the toroidal propellers are way more expensive to manufacture for now Mm -hmm. because the shape is so much more complex. However, with new 3D printing techniques, that's not the case. So now they're talking about additive 3D printing where they, they basically just uh, have a tub of sand and then they use a laser, I think, to harden it into metal. Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like it's a, like a, a bucket of iron dust. There's actually two ways they're doing it now. They're doing the additive or some fucking crazy guy made it an arm that literally spot welds 3D printing itself. So it just <laughs> welds. It's got an arm with a welder on it and it literally builds up. 3D printing, just straight metal. I was like, that hmm. is highly unnecessary, really. <laughs> when you got the other one that uses like, it's not just sand. It's, um, I remember the material. It's like the sand is like metal something. Yeah. Like it's something else in the sand. Obviously, it's not just sand. Other than, yeah. Otherwise, when you heat it up, it'd just be glass. <laughs> mm. But <laughs> you brought up pumps and I was like, oh yeah, what else would you use that for? And then my immediate thought was like, quieter dishwashers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. most of the noise of a dishwasher yeah. is... It's the pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the spinning the spinning water in there is just the water pressure spinning that. Mm-hmm. Nothing's driving it. Nope, just water. Yeah. It's just the pump. It's just the pump. When, when it spits out the water to get the new water, that's what you hear. So burr, if, burr. if you can find a way to manufacture those and bring the manufacturing costs down to what a normal impeller or propeller would cost... Well, then you've just got a strict increase. I think there was a, um, there's a guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He's a YouTuber and he basically gets fan designed fans and he pops it into his, uh, Noctua, uh, like fan without the blade. And he tests all of these fans that people make. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think, one of those is like the the top because it, it has so much less drag. It could actually, the Noctua could spin at a higher RPM. Even though it is technically locked, it's supposed to be like 2,500. Mm-hmm. Um, some people use like either way less material or there's less drag and it'll actually spin at like 27 or 2,800 RPMs. So it gets more airflow. Uh, some people put like fucking monsters and they could only spin at like 1,800 RPMs. <laughs> but it's like fun watching his YouTube channel to see what people come up with like design wise um, and what actually works. Um, and I think that one came out really good, but it came back to the companies aren't going to adopt that yet because it takes them, you know, three cents to, to create a regular fan blade. And this is not. <laughs> yeah. But. So the co- the comparison they made for boats in the video I was watching was, it costs $500 for a boat propeller, mm-hmm. right? On a regular, like, outboard motor. The equivalent toroidal propeller, just the propeller piece, 
costs five grand. Wow. So it's 10 times yeah. as expensive. Not, not worth the gas savings. Holy now, shit. It, it's not <laughs> worth the gas savings now. unless yeah. you're doing something like racing boats. Well, Because then you get more thrust out of the same yeah, but then propeller. Those, the price really isn't an issue. Exactly. So there are certainly applications where it's worth it. Yeah. That That is one of the few racing things that I would not touch Have in a billion little, years. Those little Boat fuckers racing? that are about this big that just go like so fucking fast it's not funny my my <laughs> buddy worked for a uh, a jet boat team oh boy a few years ago and those are dangerous as fuck yeah those scare the shit out of me mm. like any any kind of boat racing no you can take it you can have it i'm not doing that like <laughs> i'll put i'll strap myself into a car go like 200 miles an hour next to the wall fine with that boat racing yeah, those people well, are anything, fucking insane. Anything over fifty miles per hour in the water is concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. So surface tension's a bitch. Mm. Yeah, meanwhile they're they're pushing like two thirty or some shit. It's ridiculous. They're barely touching the water. Yeah, they're all, they're pretty much planes. And when they <laughs> when they wrecks at like kind of skim. Yeah. When they wreck, they fucking wreck. Yeah, mm-hmm. like those they things hit, they come to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like uh, funny cars. When they wreck, they're gone. Yep. There's nothing to them. But I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I love that all these new kind of techniques and stuff are coming out with 3D printers. Uh, it's so fun to be able to be in this kind of generation where we kind of see it happen. And it's like, oh, what new thing are they going to try to 3D print now? And, um, like, I would love to get one of the new anchors, um, the company anchor. Um, they released a new 3D printer. That is like the fr- what I would constitute as the first mainstream anybody could do a printer. Hmm. They took all of the things that the enthusiast Anyone market you say <laughs> truly. So you do it's it's a cell phone app. Um, it has a camera on it that will point at the printer, and it has AI to know if the print is failing wow. uh, and stop it automatically. It'll give you uh, the nice little photo video collection, like collage of like it 3D printing the items. So you just post it online. That's um, it has a heated bed. It has it prints up to like 500 millimeters a second, which my printer prints at 55. If I want a good clean print, it's 55 meters a second. If not 35, this thing could go 500. Shit. Like, so it could print a Benchy or. Bodie, Bodie. Uh, well, I guess they both work. Uh, in 17 minutes. It takes my printer 45 minutes. Like, dang. That is a no joke. Because I'm printing things now. I'm printing bigger things. It takes me 24 to like 36 hours to print these pieces that I'm printing. Hmm. The anchor would be doing it in six. Wow. Wow. That's, that's that's insane, wild. and it would probably look better at this point because they got the quality nailed in. It's just done quickly. So I, I'm going to say that like if you are try, it's it's not cheap. It's not an entry level printer like cost wise, but if you've been wanting to get into 3D printing with just like I want to push the button and have the print, that's as close as we are at this point. But it's cool that we finally got there. Because for a really long time, there was just 
fiddle. You're going to get this. You have to do this. You have to do bed leveling. You have to do this. Even after you bed level it, it might not be perfect. Fiddle with it some more. And then you can start printing. Hope it doesn't fail. Keep an eye on it. You could use like third-party tools to use like cameras, like webcams and stuff. And, and you can kind of do all that. But it's all like you have to do it. It's all manual. This is the first one where it's just like, here, plug it in. Download the app. Put a model in it. It'll start printing. Mm. And I'm glad we finally got there. It's been 11 years since, since the, I think the 3D printing kind of boom started yeah. happening. Yeah, definitely. So looks like a thousand dollars. Yep. I'm just waiting for them. Five hundred millimeters a second. Yep. Holy shit! I'm waiting for the bigger bed version, and I will likely sell all of my 3D printers that are FDM and buy one of those. Because <laughs> uh, it's just so cool. It, it they they nailed it. Yeah. But I guess speaking of toys, I'll be getting. <laughs> I have a laser printer coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So, so expect to see a lot more prop things <laughs> yeah. with the logo on them. Yeah, we're going to be doing mugs and all that good stuff because I got the tumbler roller mm -hmm. with it. I guess that's the fourth axis. Yeah. So I'll be able to do like cups and all that good stuff. But I just, it was such a good price. I think the Kickstarter is still active for anybody who seems interested. It's uh, an Elegoo. It's on Kickstarter. They are... You can get a 10-watt version laser or a 20-watt laser. I got the 20 uh, so I could cut things faster and engrave into aluminum. I don't think the 10 could engrave into metal. I don't think it's a strong enough laser, but it'll still cut wood if you want to cut like the, uh, what's it called? What's the wood? Poplar? It depends. The the normal stuff people balsa. cut with. Is it balsa wood? I have no, no idea. idea. I mean, I, I can cut any wood. I know you have like a freaking 40 watt laser. No, but you can too with a 20 watt. You can cut any yeah. kind of wood. Yeah, but the 10 only cuts like certain kinds. I forget what it was. It just takes more passes mm. over and over because it's gotcha. only a 10 watt laser. You're talking about like MDF? Yeah, stuff like that. Gotcha. So hmm. I am, uh, I'm excited for that to come in. I'm excited for the stupid things I'm going to be printing. Obviously, look out for a uh, wood dick butt. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And I'm it's going to be hiding somewhere behind <laughs> us too. Just like. Uh, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm a little nervous to start trying to like use my CNC machine proper. I, uh, why is that? I set it up and now I'm getting into the realm of like unfamiliar software. Mm. So I, I got, that's where I live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a hardware guy, Yeah, but, uh, I set everything up. CNC machines ready to go. I have it all calibrated. And then I, I started, like I opened up an open source software and I told it like, I was trying to make a dice, vault right mm -hmm. with hexagons with like little rounded corners so it was like smoother and i put it in and instead of putting like nice clean hexagons it placed them but then the cut marker was shifted slightly to one side so i could see the outline where i wanted the hexagon mm. and then no matter what i did with how i selected the cut it was always like slightly off to one side so it happened with the circles, did not happen with the exterior shape. Mm. And I don't want to just go in and start cutting pieces of wood. Like the program is telling me that something is not centered properly, mm. but I can't figure out why. <laughs> so I don't want to just start like burning through scrap wood, trying to figure out how to cut this and not be able to like diagnose it. 
and I'm worried it was just because I was using like crappy freebie software, but then all, all the software that I was trying to look at was all like a really heavy fee and like really complicated. And it takes like a lot of learning, like the laser cutter. I learned Inkscape in like a day and a half and I was fucking ready to roll. Mm -hmm. This is like kind of its own very specific program. The freebie one lets you choose what kind of bit that you're using and lets you choose like what kind of tool path you want it to take, mm -hmm. whether you want it to cut an inside line or an outside line. Most of them do that, but some of them have like really advanced tools. Like if I wanted to do a 3D embossed carving, which my, my machine can do, I can't do it on the freebie program. Right. So I would have to bring it into a program that was 3D capable and then it would set the tool paths based on the mesh that I brought in. Um, but uh, like seeing my first attempt into trying to use a CNC machine get caught up on software, I've kind of just been like, uh, like I don't, I don't, I'm afraid think, to proceed. I <laughs> think there's always been that. Even like everyone that I've talked to, I mean, we have CNCs at work um, and it's specialized software. Um, everyone that I've talked to with CNC, I think one of the biggest things that they always talk about is the more expensive machines come with the software that is a million times better but i'll go back there was a um linus tech tips did they got a huge fucking laser cutter yeah but they were talking about the software that they use that they loved um or uh, not laser it was a cnc yeah and um they also got a giant laser cutter um but they were talking about the software that they liked i'll have to go back and see if i can find it but they were like this software's like hands down like one of the easiest to get mm -hmm. and, and like it works better but i know like like you said with cncs it's there's there's a lot yeah and like i did look through a couple but it it's very intimidating i, I watched a couple videos i don't usually get intimidated by like like oh my god i gotta learn a lot of this stuff but this this was just so much different than anything else i've done like i've done mm -hmm. 3d drafting i've done like cad mm -hmm. i've done um like Inkscape and Photoshop and all that. But now this is like a whole nother new thing I need to learn. And I think I was so involved with hobbies, different hobbies at that point. I was like, eh, <laughs> uh, this one's going to sit on the bench for a little bit. Yeah. This yeah. is going to just go on that pile over there. But I really want to start. So we have all the CNC's at my job. We have, I don't even know how many at this point. We, I lost track. Mm. We, <laughs> we drill uh, holes for our circuit boards. So these things are drilling like, I think 500 to 800,000 holes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I watched the machine just, you know, and I'm like looking at the code and I was like, wait a minute. I know that code. And the guy that was working with, like one of the engineers was like, what? I'm like, that code. That's G code. That's, that's yeah. 3D print code. And he goes, no, it's D code. I'm like, it's the same fucking... I know that line. <laughs> it's the same code. Yeah. So the guy's like, oh, I guess. And I was like, it's just the same fucking thing. They all do the same thing. Yeah. Just a little different. Yep. <laughs> so it's like once you learn one, you kind of like, it's like a, it's like a, not a roller coaster. It's like a, the ball, like a snowball. Cause it's like, oh, I learned that, which then gives me the unlocked fundamentals to know that which is the fundamentals to know that. Yeah, and it's like, then you're like, that's why I want, I'm like, I'm basically like freaking Ash Ketchum for hobby <laughs> stuff for like creating stuff. Cause I'm just like, they all are based about on the same 
thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I like the learning process. So where you wouldn't be ripping through scrap, I would more than be, you'd see a pile in my backyard with just like half dicks on it. Cause I'm trying to do like a wood dick, butt. I'm like, I got to figure it out. And this is the model I got. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> or like a bunch of things that just say T or like ta. Cause I couldn't get the B right. Like <laughs> that's, how but think I about work. all the great bonfires you're going to have, right? <laughs> so we have so much yeah, throw wood. another dick in the fire. <laughs> we have so much wood in our backyard. I saw that before. And I got home and my wife just stacked like it's got to be at least 5 feet tall <laughs> just onto like the fire pit and I get home and she's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Did someone die? Are we doing a viking funeral?" <laughs> like that's a lot. <laughs> So I, I got here before the show and it was still, you know, fairly light out and uh, we're, we're, we're setting up and I look, I look over and I see that and I'm like, you know, I've known Joe long enough. I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it happen. How to test the flamethrower. This is the only thing I can think of. I mean, in fairness, you do have your sous vide gun right behind you. I do. I, uh, I keep it here just to get, no, we actually had to start. Keep the thing on me. I had to start no, a I fire. No, I keep that thing on me. Uh, Three weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. There, I was trying to burn something outside and I had the little lighter like click, click, click and it just wasn't. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And that's it. <laughs> Flamethrower. <laughs> it was like. Gloves are coming off for this It was one. like 30 seconds. I had no patience. I was like, yeah, I could wait for that piece of paper to burn or, and hear me out, it starts now. <laughs> it's like me trying to light a cigar. It's like, <sighs> well, getting the flamethrower now. Yeah, that's it. Why am I waiting? I wanted it now. <laughs> Though that does segue great into the last piece of news I have. Oh, Lord. AMD's new chips are exploding. Oh, Yay, fun. fireworks. Like, like literally exploding. Oh, boy. Thank God I didn't get the newest chipset for yeah. my computer. Well, oh, I wasn't going to get you the 3D one anyway, and that's the one that seems to be exploding. Oh, they good. don't exactly know why. Oh, even better. There is some thermal runaway that seems to be happening, and then the chip's overvolt protection just doesn't work, and then the next thing you know, the processor's like 240 degrees Celsius, and then you hear a pop, and then it stops working. And when they lift the chip off the board, there's a nice black spot on the chip and a burn mark on the motherboard, which means both are garbage. <laughs> Oh, my God. The processors F. are like $700 each. Jeez. Enormous F. Yep. And the boards are about 300 So Slightly smaller F. Yeah. Well, you combine, you're at $1,000 just to How replace the, the thing that just blew up. No, but it's like like huge gargantuan F and then just like giant F. Uh, so. Speed running. How to lose $1,000. Easy yeah. mode. So any percent. I'm assuming they're going to be doing BIOS updates to fix that. Speed but, mode. How to get uh, old. Class action lawsuit against you. Right. If people in the chat uh, or watching this later, uh, or listening on all major listening, pla- podcasting platforms, uh, have AMD Ryzen seven thousand uh, chips, go do BIOS updates. They're important. Don't ignore it. <laughs> I know. In the past, I've said. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. However, currently broken. Yeah, <laughs> fix it because it sure is broken. <laughs> so that's that's been uh, my PSA for the day. 
And then uh, I think NVIDIA is finally dropping prices because people have stopped buying their graphics cards. Good. Yeah. Because it's like... The days of the $2,000 graphics card are over. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I can't wait for that to stop being a thing. I'm glad I got in like when I did with your help. Mm. Just because now I don't... Like, granted, I don't need to worry about them even though prices are going down. But mm. like, I'm good for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm always you looking. Know? That's my problem. Yeah. I'm like, like yeah. I have, like, nothing I have is bad, but at this point. But it could be It's better. a little aged. I'm running a 9900K, which they're up to the 13 series. I've lost, that's four, it's not technically four years, it's like three and change. Joe. The 12 series sucked. I'm running a 6700K. I know. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I always want the latest and greatest for my PC, because I'm always doing crazy shit and so I just podcasting want- equipment and and <laughs> yeah and laser engravers and cutters. No, I didn't want the best for that. That was budget. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic handles for the microphones, which were clutch, by the way. Come on, <laughs> yeah, those are really cool. I know they were expensive. Thirty dollars for literally a piece of plastic. I like how they injection molded what looked like a micro USB spot i thought they were going to put like batteries in the handle that would have made sense uh road but nope just a piece of plastic that the little microphone that uh you'll see in my beard uh it's in that and that's what we used for the show it worked really well it did it, did. it worked very well i felt a little bit like i was on the prices right which isn't a bad thing honestly those <laughs> those bob barker mics are the best there's so much money you know how close i was to buying one for here uh, oh no! Before the podcast, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be doing cooking episodes. What if I got like the Bob Barker mic for like?" And now <laughs> it's like the, for those who don't know, it's yeah, like, but <laughs> yeah, little, little tiny it's, little it's, lollipop mics. Yeah, how thin are those things? Because I've never they're actually tiny. They're like what quarter inch, less than a quarter inch. Yeah, probably less than a quarter inch. Yeah, and they're like freaking two feet long. <laughs> I Help was, control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> Why was that his thing? Uh, he was big with animals in the ASPCA. But yeah, like because how much stray how much cats are, are the most invasive species we have in America and mm-hmm. have been for a really long time. I thought ants were. No. Well, ants aren't invasive. These mm. like stray cats are they, invasive they as fuck. They decimate bird populations. They decimate like local small mammals. Hmm. That's yeah. why they say, do not feed stray cats. Mm. Although I did have a cat recently adopt me. You did. My uh, my neighbor's cat got out. You really did. But you don't understand. Cat is baby. It is. Especially that one. So my Every cat except Luna is baby. <laughs> my uh, my neighbor's cat got out, and it, I guess, got its house confused with mine because our houses are attached. <laughs> this is how, well, it was a uh, half orange cat. Yeah. It was working on a limited amount of brain cells. Uh, that yeah, is very yeah. true. Um, so it was standing at my door meowing very loud. My dogs were not happy because mm. <laughs> my dogs see a cat and they just want to be friends. Mm. They see any small animal and they just <laughs> want to be friends, but they can't get it through their stupid little brains that like, <laughs> They're like 20 times the size of the little tiny cat. Mm. So at one point I go out to like throw out some trash and everything and I'm standing on the porch and the cat just walks up to me, scares the shit out of me. <laughs> and I right, look down. Squirrel? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I look down and the cat's like doing like the, the, like the rub thing on my ankles. And at this point I'm stretched all the way across one hand trying to like close the gate to my front porch. The other hand holding my door back because my dogs are literally pushing at my screen door <laughs> to try to get out Fred, of the house Fred, to come Fred, say hi to the Fred, cat. Fred. Like to the point where they're both like digging at the, like at the glass <laughs> crying and whining and all this other shit. And I'm just like, cat, fuck off. You're making my life miserable. <laughs> so the cat like just no, stands there. Better. Yeah. Well, the cat just stands there and starts doing like figure eights between my legs. And I'm like, you're not helping. So the cat <laughs> finally like walks off and the dogs follow the cat to my window, <laughs> which gives me that opportunity to get in the house. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, text my mom like, Hey, can you, you know, text a neighbor, let them know the cat's out, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yeah, no cat never got back. You know, the owners never got back. Why don't you knock on the door? So I'm like, all right, fine. Turns out they were dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, cat so, killed them. So I go out and, they, and the cat's still chilling at my at my door, meowing at the door, trying to come in. So I take a little picture. I posted it up on the Instagram. That's what you saw earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did not adopt a cat. I did not. The cat chose me. Mm-hmm. So I come over and I'm like, all right, psst, psst, psst. cat comes over, pick up the cat. I go next door. Cat didn't want to be held. So he climbs up my shoulder and perches itself on my shoulder like a parrot. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I guess you live here now. (laughs) So I like get the cat off. I set him down on, on like the, uh, they have a little chair there. So I knock on the door, ring the doorbell. No one's home. And I'm like, stay there. I got to go back to work. So I walk down their, uh, their, their porch and the fucking cat follows me. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's your cat now. So I go, turn around, pick the cat up, hold the cat. Cat climbs on my shoulder, doesn't get off this time. I'm like literally like, we're going home. I'm literally trying to like pick the cat up and it's like dug into my shirt. So I'm just like, come on. So I finally set it down, walk down the stairs. Fucking cat follows me. I'm like, great. I've been adopted by the cat. Well, you'll never be attacked by creepers again. That is true. To be fair, this seems to be pretty much how this works. You get bullied by small animals. Animals, the cat. Animals love me. (laughs) Well, this one will keep the squirrels away. Yeah. Where's it? It's true. We we used to have a neighborhood cat, uh, our neighbor called Trippy, Mm. because it was a stray that lived near my neighbor's old house. They moved to my street and my neighborhood. Two weeks later, the fucking cat shows up. They were probably feeding the cat. They probably were. And <laughs> because it made the trip, they started calling it trippy. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was because you lived next to, like, a druggie. That makes more sense. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. <laughs> That's my other neighbors. <laughs> Uh-oh. They don't feed the cats. They eat the cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They're interesting people, but I digress. But uh, I, I feel like it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good jumping off point for tonight been uh, been at this for uh, a little bit of a while um but yeah thank you all so much for hanging out with us um if you haven't had a chance to already go to youtube make sure you check out our uh, recap video that we have we interviewed all the different sauce makers that were there and it was an absolute blessing you got to check them out those sauces are so good my life has changed the bomb I am so sad that I'm almost out of my uh, my Chipotle uh, garlic sauce from yeah. Hook and Ladder. It Do happens you know, too fast. 
Do you know what I put on my pulled pork sandwiches tonight? All of it. Bone sauce? No, I used the contaminated dirt. Mm. Oh. That's the, the one with the picture of me like... <laughs> the best picture. <laughs> it's so good. It's super spicy, but it just tastes like a barbecue dry rub that's like hella spicy. And I really like it. Yeah, I, I didn't know I liked hot sauce this much. And now... I don't think I could go back. Willkommen. <laughs> You're part of the club now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the line. So we got it. a garden going. And uh, I forgot. I messaged Bob and I'm like, we're doing it. And he's like, doing what? And I'm like, I got habaneros growing. I got jalapenos. <laughs> and I got, uh, what's the other fucking ones? Uh, something with a, something with a, with a J. Jalapenos. No, well, yeah, but no. <laughs> hold, hold. I'll I'll remember it. Still did not know that chipotle peppers are just smoked jalapenos. Poblano. Poblano. That was it. Shot the letter J in it. It's hablano. <laughs> <laughs> so I got three types of peppers growing. So when those awake, uh, mature, uh, grow, we're going <laughs> to... Try to make some hot sauce, I guess. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Tabletop trio sauce. Yeah. My Not next. to be confused with table sauce from no. White House Station. Separate. Delicious. Which, which, as soon as I run out of my um, hook, and, uh, hook and arrow sauce, you'll cry. Right. That's my go-to. Yeah. My uh, next one. I uh, Yeah, we're doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's my next hobby. We're doing hot sauce now. <laughs> oh, God. When will it end? I don't know. <laughs> when will I get bored again? <laughs> for him watch this do you know how often i'm able to guess what joe's thinking even if he gives a completely wrong hint it's actually <laughs> impressive <laughs> i'll be like the pink thing and she'll be like ah the refrigerator the and i'd be like yeah that was it <laughs> oh god well Anyway, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us. Make sure you check out the uh, the recap video we have up on YouTube uh, and all of our other past episodes. We're live every Wednesday here at 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, check us out wherever you find podcasts as well, all the social medias, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're all there. we got some cool stuff coming up uh, in the future as well with our friends at White House Station Sauce uh, and Cast Iron Kyle. We've got a show coming up soon-ish uh, to talk about like shoe repair and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be on location for that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and as always, you can check us out on our website, tabletoptrio.com. It's official. It works. I'm wearing my shirt today. Yeah. Yes. That also works. My shirt does work. <laughs> we have QR codes on the back of the shirts, guys. Look. He's turning around. Hold, hold. Standing hold. up. Hold. Wa-bam! And there it is. Scan it right now, and we'll take you to the website. Um, yeah, so uh, for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And this has been Tabletop Trio. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. Bye. Hey, it's Bob from Tabletop Trio Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear, make sure you give us a follow, a like, subscribe, whatever you want to do here on podcast. Don't forget you can watch everything live Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, twitch.tv slash tabletop trio. And uh, yeah, make sure you give us that like, follow, and a whole lot more. And we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>